Welcome to the Mind Body Breakthroughs Podcast, where we bring you amazing guests on the cutting edge of science, health, and business each week to share strategies you can use to get the breakthrough that you are looking for in your life. I am your host, Chris Donahue, and with me is my co-host, Dr. Nevada Gray. We're so glad that you're joining us today, and we'd like to invite you to join our free private Facebook community, Mind Body Breakthroughs. The views expressed on the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast are the opinions of the hosts and guests and are not to be taken as medical advice, as the hosts and guests do not provide medical care. Information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult your medical provider in relation to your personal health and prior to making any changes in your diet or fitness. Mary Ellen Kirk draws frequent comparisons to the likes of Tori Amos and Ingrid Michelson. Her earthy, powerful vocals warrant the likeness alone. Her adept keys add to create a sound that is at once whimsical, longing, and urgent. Kirk plays soft extremely well, but some of her notably edgier efforts, particularly Rise Up Against, are especially impressive. Emily Klein, The Dentonite. You may have heard Kirk's songs on TV shows like 90210, APB on Fox, Jane by Design on ABC Family, as well as ads for brands like Salvation Army, North Face, Kona Bikes, Vogue, GQ India, Road, and Total Warrior. It is our pleasure to welcome Mary to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast to share her health journey and her music. Some of Mary's music is included in this episode. There's no space in between us. Take my hand and we'll we are the dreamers You'll be Mars, I'll be Venus We can chase all the stars And see where they lead us Dear love, when I'm close to you my... Alright, Mary Ellen Kirk, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here. I'm a big fan of the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Thank you so much, and we're a huge fan of you and your amazing record, We Are the Dreamers, and we can't wait to hear all about it today. Thanks. So, Mary Ellen, it is uh, so nice to be able to talk to you finally and be able to introduce you to our audience. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with you, just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey. Yeah, so, um, gosh, I guess the best place to start, um, well, if we if we start back at the beginning, um, I, I grew up in Mongolia. My parents were missionaries, and um, long story short, I ended up coming um, – back to the U.S., ended up in Nashville, um, and really got my career started off there, um, and, you know, had always just been really attracted to songwriting, and so I, um, I wrote my first couple songs, and I just knew that was what I had to do with the rest of my life, 
and uh, and so now I've put out um, I think five records, and I've been touring and all that for for like ten years. But um, I guess there's there there was a kind of health struggle and personal journey along the way that um, I've just learned so much from and grown so much from, and that kind of led me eventually to the carnivore eating um, the carnivore diet and and you know connecting with you lovely folks so what brought you to what was your aha moment that connected you with music um yeah so i actually um i had i always just kind of like made up little ditties and stuff when i was a kid when i was like three onward and um and then when I moved to Nashville I actually had a really really great piano teacher that he plays for Loretta Lynn now and he um he just taught me about how music works more than just reading the notes off a page and um taught me um like to listen to songs on the radio and and how to figure out the chords that were in them and then once I started kind of figuring out the songs that I liked then uh, the rest was kind of history. I had to start making my own and it was just kind of addictive. And I knew that I had to do that with the rest of my life. Um, yeah. And, and for me, um, m- my family life growing up wasn't always that easy. So music was kind of a, a refuge and an expression tool for kind of like getting away and, and letting that out. Um, and and I feel like it's that for a lot of people, um, you know, whether you do it for your career or not, just having that outlet to, to express something and let something out it, and, and to connect with other people through it, it makes us feel not so alone in our struggles, I think, like connects us to something deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love that. And it's, you know, it's so interesting. Like my daughter is actually an aspiring artist with, uh, uh, with painting. She's a very good uh, oil painter. And, you know, I, I just see her emotions come out on, on the canvas, you know, she's worked through some things and you just see it uh, express itself in this just piece of beauty. And, I just love it. And, and that's so cool that you've been able to take your passion and turn it into uh, something really special. And, uh, and you guys have been able to do that with other areas of, of your life. Uh, some of our listeners might be familiar with the carnivore bar. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and about that part of your journey? Yeah. So, um, well, okay. I feel like I have to kind of go back to, um, my my story with my with my husband so so my husband Philip and I um were both missionary kids together in Mongolia and that's how we met we played Power Rangers and house together when we were munchkins and um and so then um we actually reconnected oh I was back living in Nashville you know many years later and we reconnected online. He was a soldier in Afghanistan and I was, uh, playing a restaurant gig and, and he was on post tour leave. He ended up, uh, 
coming coming to one of my shows um and we just picked it right back up where we left off like like old friends and um i moved up to alaska with him and kind of the rest is history with our relationship but um it was interesting because we both came from this background of um being healthy kids living in mongolia and eating like a kind of more traditional diet um and then whenever we both came back to the u.s we started to like have health problems and um for me that was like weight gain acne um i always had really like painful menstrual cycles and and philip had a lot of those same kind of problems where he was he was a healthy kid in mongolia and then also started to develop these problems after coming to the u.s and so we both um we had a lot of things in common with our struggles and things that we were paying attention to and trying to learn about and um pay attention to like our health and diet and, and bodies. And, um, so anyway, Philip, um, after he came back from Afghanistan started to have some pretty like severe health problems that kept getting worse and worse. Um, mostly like just like mental health stuff where, where he, um, was just, feeling feeling bad a lot of the time and just depressed and and kind of not able to get out of it and I know that y'all have talked to a bunch of people on this show that have kind of been in that downward spiral place and um and the basically we we figured out what it was and we we had been kind of like looking for this miracle cure kind of thing. It's like modern medicine didn't have an answer for it and wasn't able to help. And then um, w- one night we came across Jordan Peterson on the Joe Rogan show talking about the carnivore diet and how it cured his depression and um, and how, you know, Michaela had solved her arthritis problems that she'd had her whole life. And um, we're like, well, this sounds crazy, (laughs) but it might just be like crazy enough to solve the kind of health issues that he was dealing with. And, and I was, I just tried it with him out of solidarity, just um, because we're partners and it's easier to eat the same way. And, and I was like, I had tried keto. I tried a lot of different things that um, tried so many things. I knew that cutting out wheat made me feel better and keto made me feel better. And so I was just like, eh, you know, what can it hurt to try it out for a month? Right. And, um, it changed our lives completely. Like I just kind of became a magical me 2.0 as I like to say. And, um, it, it got me to a point where I was able to quit my day job, get back to working for myself, like pull pull the kind of 80 hours a week kind of work weeks that, that, um, that that required. And, and then, um, and Philip was able to just overcome all of his body problems that had been holding him back, you know, all the, all the little things that you just kind of take for granted in your life. Um, and with your body, it, it, um, it just resolved itself. Right. And so then we're like, wow, okay, this is crazy. We're really onto something here. And, um, but then what we found was the most difficult thing was for me as a musician, I travel a lot. 
Um, and so I found it's so difficult to be touring or like be out at a conference for a couple of weeks and be trying to eat a carnivore diet. And I knew that I didn't feel my best if I wasn't eating a carnivore diet. Um, so, uh, yeah, Philip started just kind of like obsessively researching and trying to come up with, with a solution to this problem because, you know, he, he likes to travel too and, and travel with me sometimes. And, um, so he started kind of prototyping this idea of a shelf stable kind of travel friendly carnivore food because, you know, it's to eat carnivore while you're traveling. It's like usually 30 bucks a pop if you're eating out for like, you know, even just enough, enough food to fill you up. And, um, and then if depending on like what kind of macro ratios you're trying to get, sometimes you're still not going to get enough fat to really energize you and, and all that. So, um, yeah, so Philip came up with this idea and I've, I kind of was the beta tester on it um, and all the different rounds that it's been. Uh, and it just keeps getting better and better. So then uh, we did the, we did a Kickstarter for it back in March, um, which every, it was just so, so cool to see the carnivore community coming together to help solve this problem because we we saw so many people complaining about this problem like you know like a lot of the carnivore facebook groups like what do you do when you're traveling and you need you need food without spending 30 bucks a meal or only eating pork rinds or whatever and um so it, it was it was just really cool to see everyone kind of come come together and support this project and that allowed us to get a facility um, where Philip is making carnivore bars and, um, we're just making it happen. Yeah. Yes. And those bars are absolutely delicious. I had the privilege of trying some earlier in the spring, absolutely decadent. So I cannot wait for these so, bars to come to market. So you tried it early spring. I'm trying to think about it's it's definitely gotten better since then. I feel like people, you know, you've you've sampled an early version of it, but you're you're in for a special treat if you thought that one was good. So yes, I can't wait. And I wanted to ask you. So how did a, a return to health and purpose, which both you and Philip have had, how did that impact your creativity and shift the direction of your lives into becoming entrepreneurs and to creating the music that you're creating now? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, uh, I, I, I feel like I had been kind of just treading water in some ways in my life, like where, you know, I, I put everything into making the, the, this record that you, that you referenced, we are the dreamers. I, I, and I just kind of made my dream record. And then, um, it kind of, it, I, I had to get a real job. Um, and, and I kind of just then put in the nine to five for a couple of years and just like zoned out in my life in a way. And I learned a lot. Um, and it was good. It was a good season. It was a good learning season, but, uh, 
it was also sort of just like a treading water season and um, putting my long-term goals on the back burner. And um, I think for me, and, and that was just uh, so much easier, you know, it required a lot less um, mental effort and a lot less uh, sort of like putting your heart on your sleeve and, and having to be vulnerable. And um, so I think for me, the switching to a carnivore diet, it helped me a lot with um, energy and stress levels. That, that was the big thing for me um, where I'm not just like so wiped by a 40-hour work week that I, I can't do anything else or think about anything else after that. And, and then um, also just not so stressed out by everything that, that I can think about other things and take on more stresses in my life, if that makes, more, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, that way of eating helped a lot. And I think it also helped me, it sounds kind of crazy, but um, I feel like it gave me some mental clarity to be able to sort of like zoom out on things in my life and sort of see the bigger picture instead of getting so like hung up or focused on like the little details or things that would stress me out or hang me up on stuff. Um, so just like diet wise, that, that made a big difference. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned Jordan B. Peterson too, and that's how we came across the, the carnivore diet. And we're, Philip and I are both big, big fans of him and his philosophy. And, and, you know, a lot of it's just about like taking responsibility for your life and, and putting, uh, putting, uh, taking on a burden on yourself so that, so that you can, uh, make a, make a bigger impact on the world and make the impact that you, that you want to. And, um, so I think for me, like that idea, I, I loved that idea and it was really challenging and I, I was growing like mentally from that. But then at the same time, I felt like my body was holding me back in some ways where like just being tired all the time, I just kind of like was, was sort of like a putting one foot in, in front of the other kind of existence. I'm sure we've all been in, the, in that like space in our lives. Um, but, but for me, I, I, it, it's, it's a good feeling to like be more in control of your existence and not just sort of treading water. And that was the, the difference that my diet made for me. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we've seen so much of that where the carnivore diet obviously is very powerful intervention for people with their bodies. But uh, I think just as impressive is the mental health benefits and improvements. Uh, I know for myself yeah. and so many others, just lifting sometimes decades of depression and brain fog and just feeling kind of blah. So that's really cool that it's it's had that such a profound effect for you and for your husband. Um, and I wonder if you can share with us just other 
reflections and lessons learned along the way when it comes to mental health and mindset and the whole mm-hmm. mental side of things? Yeah, um, I, I made a bunch of notes. I'm trying to, to uh, revisit what we haven't talked about yet. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I, I think, you know, I was, I was mentioning the, the, the benefit of a season of like working a regular job (laughs) nine to five. And, and I, um, for me as an artist, I don't, I don't know how much everyone else will resonate with this or not. Maybe there's pieces of it that, that will, but for me as an artist, like musician, like being a musician these days can be so sort of undervalued and people don't really pay for music that much anymore. And so I had um, been kind of trying to make a full-time living being a musician since I was 17. You know, I graduated high school early and just kind of dove into it and tried to figure it out. And, um, and, and, Basically, I I just kind of was always feeling like I wasn't worth that much. I always undercharged for like for what I did and um, questioned whether or not what I was doing was even valuable because I wasn't making a lot of money at it. Um, and so and and because because there's such a um, a parallel between, I mean, money is a symbol of value, right? So it's, it's easy to conflate those two things, but they're they're not that related, especially in art. Um, so anyway, uh, for me then like going and working at like the, the, your, you know, standard regular job, uh, quote unquote, it, it basically, uh, it, it just changed like my, my frame of mind about it where, um, I, it was like, wow, I can just show up and do a good job and get paid like real money. (laughs) And, um, and, and then I, as I kind of like kept working my way up and I, I was doing web design and development at a digital marketing company and, um, and they were charging a lot more for, for like basically the services that I was doing than I was even making, right? And thinking about the kind of value that people are willing to pay for something. And um, and then, you know, I, I started my own company, was able to charge similar prices and um, that, that the agency that I was working for had been charging. And, and I realized then like... Uh, how much I had been previously undervaluing my time and my skills. Um, Cause you know, before I started working like a regular job, whatever um, I kind of assumed that like I would be behind in, in the workforce because I've, I've always just been kind of like doing my own thing and, and uh, that wasn't the case at all. And, and I uh, sort of just ended up, uh, back, back at doing my own thing and, and charging way more than I ever did because I just realized how much I was undervaluing myself. And, and then to, to me, I, uh, 
as I think about value, like I realize that, you know, what I'm trying to do with art um, and music is it's infinitely more valuable than just like building somebody a website. Right. But it, but it's partially cause it's like immeasurable. It's kind of like trying to value someone's life and what do you charge for that? You know? Um, so yeah, I, I think for, for me taking, taking a season to, um, to step back from relying on, my art for my income was really good for actually um, realizing its value, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think taking a season sometimes in your life is one of the best and most important things that you can do just to reevaluate yourself and begin almost the reinvention process. Because I find that entrepreneurs, myself included, Chris included, when you first start out, you definitely undervalue yourself you Mm -hmm. may feel almost like an imposter syndrome like who's gonna listen to me who's gonna who's gonna buy my product and you're loaded with all of this doubt uh you know when you're first starting something because you're worried about failure you're worried about all sorts of things monetizing your business all the things that go along with first starting your business and i'm just wondering what advice you have for entrepreneurs that are just starting out in business, how they can overcome that barrier and how you overcame that barrier to begin, you know, charging your worth and chart, you know, charging for your value um, in the world. I mean, I think you have to start somewhere. You can't just like start out charging a thousand dollars an hour or whatever. But, um, and, and so, you know, if you are just starting out, it's, always good to get just experience under your belt but um yeah I mean I would say the biggest thing is just not letting that fear stop you um and embracing failure specifically choosing to to do things that will that that very likely will lead to failure um and and that sounds like counterintuitive, but but you have to risk failing in in order to to ever succeed. You know, I um I came across this thing recently that was basically it ended up being like a list of everyone who has ever succeeded, and and basically just listed all the failures that they had that that led up to it. It's like, this person sounds like a total failure, but, but then his name is Abraham Lincoln. His name is Winston Churchill. His name is, uh, Albert Einstein. His name is Walt Disney. You know, um, if you just read that description and didn't know who it was, it would sound like a failure. Um, so I think, um, and, and I don't know if y'all are familiar with Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. YA students work for C students and rich dad, poor dad, but like you really, it, it's, it's not about being perfect all the time. You, you have to do to risk failure intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. We say often comfort is a cage. You have to step mm-hmm. out on faith, follow your passions. And you've, 
you've definitely done that and are such a such a good example. So what what are you excited about these days? And like what what does the future hold for you? What kind of what kind of things are, are you looking to do? Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I um, well, you know, I mentioned I uh, I left my full time job working at a marketing agency and started my own company. And that was about a year ago. Um, and I'm I've been kind of building that and I like work with clients and um, I've been trying to like build a team around me um so that so that I am having to do like less of all the work of that myself and sort of like building up a little empire with that so that it also frees up my time to do more music so that's kind of one thing that I'm doing in my life that's one side of it and then on the music side I am um I'm doing a lot of writing and I'm I'm self-producing one of my first um my basically is going to be my first self-produced project that's going to be coming out early 2020 um just I'm, I'm not like a fancy producer I I I'm doing it's more like a stripped down minimal sounding kind of project so I'm I'm really excited about that um it's like a collection of four three song EPs I'm going to be releasing um, and the first one's pretty much done. And then I've uh, got a few singles in the lineup and all kinds of things, all kinds of big, big picture um, new music things coming out. And um, yeah, and I've been trying to be also more uh, intentional about, about social media I think I had always like before before like fairly recently I had kind of thought of social media as just like a way to um get out the songs like to like share and promote the songs that have the message in them but I've been realizing more and more what a what a cool medium social media is to um to express and to write and inspire in in its own right and and you know, then people will listen to the the like what I feel like is like the main art, right? But but um, to to amplify the the message and um and, and I'm sure that y'all probably resonate with that as well because you're like you're doing this podcast and that's like that's like the main thing, but um, you have all sorts of other content that's that you want to be putting out valuable and inspiring and, and challenging content in your social media as well. So. Right. Absolutely. Well, Mary Ellen, this has been great. We definitely want to keep up with you and keep up with your journey and you and your husband. Congratulations on all the success that you've had so far. I know it's just the beginning and we're super excited to see where your journey will will lead to uh tell these people where they can find you um basically everything um at mary ellen kirk it's m-e-r-r-y like merry christmas so i always say merry uh like christmas ellen like degenerous and kirk like the captain and so you can look that up um it's i'm on instagram facebook youtube uh twitter all the 
places and also maryellenkirk.com um spotify all the all the stuff you know you know the drill yes thank you so much for joining us today i know our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this and I also so. and also discover some new amazing music uh, for their earbuds uh, for their daily lives so thank you so much for everything that you do and for the beautiful music you put out in the world oh thank you guys so much and for all the great and informative content that you're putting out in the world it's it's really been a pleasure thanks mary you have a wonderful day you too Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Breakthroughs podcast. We are now available on iHeart Podcast and all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. As always, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. We love hearing from you. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, send us an email. Link in the show notes.